can feel, you see, as, as you are praying and moving things over this territory, I am seeing apportionment and allotment going on. That's why you are feeling the release of the anointing. Do you understand? Because strongholds are in networks. When you pull down one, you will find out that it has a ripple effect on a series of others. And that's why you are in just on the hill praying. Do you understand? So that as you pray from here, the ripple effect goes across the territory. And as did you see, the releases are taking place. Things that were previously held back, some of you will find out that the level of glory over your life has changed. The level of, I could feel demonic activity being neutralized. Some of you will find out that the demonic cycles released against you personally has been defeated. Because the, the prince ruling and supervising the demon sent to you have been pulled down himself. So his lesser minions are now subject unto you. Lift your hands, give him praise again. Pray in the spirit again. As you are moving forward, this, receive the things that are being released. Receive the things that are being released. Pray, 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 pray,
Start governing prayers, ascending impartations come to you. When you get pray, you need to watch the impartations that come to you when you pray. Because God won't give you bread, stone, rocks, and, and stuff when you pray. There will be an, an impartation from the spiritual realm that will cause you to ascend. Right now, I am seeing impartations. I am feeling impartations that are defeating limitations that the enemy has put against us. By my God, I have run through a truth and I have left over a word. By my God, by the coming upon, upon of the Spirit of God, I run through an array. I break through an array of demonic resistance arranged to my left and to my right to stop my advance. By the Spirit of God coming upon me, by an impartation, a governing release, I pass through odds of obstacles. Not just one or two, but a whole troop of them. A whole troop of demonic soldiers, demonic hosts, and armies released against me because of a kingdom release of the anointing, I pass through and I leap over a wall. The limiting wall, the, 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 the en en encirclement, the encaging with which they wanted to capture me and put me within a, a, a framework that I cannot pass through, I cannot stop, I cannot go beyond. By the coming upon of the Spirit of God upon me, I pass through this array of armies and I leap over the limit, ascending onto new territory and new ground. Can you lift your hands and receive such a I receive. I receive. Decree and declare. I receive. By my God, I am not to a truth. I am left to my Anointing to rule Israel was released, not everybody was there. It was not a mass crusade. Only Saul was there when Samuel met him. He told him, Dismatch your servants. I have something to say to you. 
when God ordained David to become king, when territorial things are released, it's not everybody that is there. Do you understand? When the ordination of kings is going on, this is not for all eyes to see. Do you understand? Because mysteries are transpiring at that point in time. That is what you came to do in this camp. Because as you were praying, I was seeing people's callings being released. Massive healing anointings coming upon people's lives. The ability to shake territories was even being imparted into people's spirits. The anointing that we relay the script of heaven concerning your region as it pertains to your own portion was put into people's spirits. By the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You see, it is, it is the time of the Urim and the Tumim and the lost that are portioned territory. The territory of Canaan was apportioned to the tribes of Israel by the Urim and by the lords of the priesthoods. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is what we are gathered unto this morning. Wow. And the anointing is already present. We are hooking this up, this meeting up to Starlings. Uplinks into starry meetings going on in heavenly places so that stars can descend upon the sons and the servants of God for such a time as this. I welcome everybody who came from afar and from nearby. God bless you richly. You are going to discover that as you fight God's battles, God is going to fight your own. Impossible cycles of situations that the enemy has released to weaken the upright are being broken right now. You will see as you have faith and believe that these things that we are saying are true and that there is a spirit of breakthrough resting upon you. There is such a thing as a breakthrough capability. Breakthrough capacity. The ability to constantly and consistently maintain strength in the spirit of God to break through limiting barriers in the earth. Breakthrough capacity is an apostolic deposit. It gives you the ingrained ability to shift boundaries, to move borders, to expand territory, to increase and then to project voice, the voice of the Spirit of God through your life into the ends of the earth. Soon when you make decrees in the Spirit, you find out that the, the extent of the influence that was generated was not within your vicinity. You will find out that the sound of your voice, not audibly, but in spirit was picked up at the end of the earth. This is the governing strength of apostolic decrees. This is the kind of anointing that is being released in this place. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Say, Heavenly Father, we declare the gates and the portals. Let the princes of God come through the gates. We declare the festivals and the feasts of the new moon. Let the spirit gates that only open on Sabbath and on new moon be opened. Be opened. Be opened. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. With the joy of the Lord, I want to welcome Apostle Aaron Elsai.
his name. I've been hearing his name. I don't know. It's my pleasure to introduce him. I don't know. He has hard to describe, <laughs> but I found a frame for him now. He's an apostolic psalmist. <laughs> and his words are, his activities have been completed in this territory. And, um, you know, we were describing yesterday how that, by the word of the Lord, you know, we had we a meeting, the, the manifest presence of God appeared. I sent the pictures to some of us. And, you know, from the ripple effects, he's been hitting the territory even before we came. As soon as we came to the territory, we found out that that held the utterance keys that define this territory. And we found a new level of utterance. The apostolic messages have been at another level. Last night, I was taking time to explain the territorial alignment that have been proceeding to Lokoja, to Kogi, even to other regions of Abuja from Joss. And how that Joss is the highest point in Nigeria geographically to create a sound, a high note for God in the spirit. And, you know, the, the sequence of activity has led to a breakthrough where Joss is at a hundred year celebration too in Nigeria. And, you know, the definitions that uh, bring forth the significance of this time cycle were given to people like that. And right now the states, the federal government are collaborating with him to hold an event on the 21st and 22nd of Sunrise Africa. And we found out that 20 nations so far have registered to come to Joss on that account, fulfilling the territorial prophecy over Joss that Joss was going to become an international city. And you see, that's what we're saying about the ordination of kings. There is a kingdom realm that gives you the territorial mandates of God for each region and each territory. Hallelujah. It's for that reason that I've been striving to make sure that Apostle Arume comes to Joss also. Because we are striving that within the, the people who are forming an apostolic center and community, if Apostle is positioned there, his words will create a proportion, an activation, an acceleration in the purposes of God. And you see, and the state government, federal government has recognized that the mandate has been given to this man. Those are the things that we are saying, and we are not just talking. There are governmental ordinations going on. Fresh word is being produced. The words that shift us from ecclesiastical order into a kingdom order and mandate has been released and is being released in this time and season. And um, we are happy and we are blessed to be able to find that we are connected with men who God is making those things happen. So those are some of the things that have been going on, Apostle. And um, we, we, we find out that the speakings for Nigeria, you know, people have said before that Benue, Kogi, and um, Plateau were one state before in the 60s. It was one territorial region. Mm, right. So the people who have been praying in Benue have been sensing Plateau. And, you know, some people have been praying in Plateau. That's uh, uh, Robert over there. He's a prophet. He prayed about Plateau. And God tells him the other place is all about Benue. And they are wondering, what are you talking about, Lord? And until we come around and say that these regions are inter interconnected. Mm -hmm. There were seven golden lampstands before the Lord Jesus Christ. Each one for each territory. There was Smyrna, there was Ephesus, there was Laodicea, and there were four other cities connected, joined in territorial alignment of divine purpose and mandates. And such as such is what we find with places like Plateau, Makodi, you know, and um, Kogi states. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So yesterday we were taking time to explain how there are governing decrees that are released out of heaven. The gospel is not beggarly. It is majestic. It is a royal message sent by a king and sent by, by royal agents who carry the hallmark of royalty upon them as they carry the message throughout the earth. When Jesus said, you go to a city, they reject you, shake off your... It is, it is a message that cannot be rejected lightly. The servants cannot be treated anyhow. Hallelujah. And we, we began to see that in reality, there are spirit maps that cover territories. And as you enter into territory, if you are a kingdom agent or you are a true child of God, you will find out that the unction that gives you a tour guide of which the installations of the installations of God in the territory you just entered will be made accessible to you. So that you are not warring by your own strength, but you are hooked up to the armory and the facilities of God positioned in that place for the effective persecution of that warfare. And we show that before we used to talk and prophesy, it seemed like a myth. But it's for real. And as we journeyed through portals, gates that opened, we entered into pathways. And we saw how pathways connected territories. They opened doors to spiritual dimensions. We saw how spiritual cities overlay physical cities. And how that they are parallel. How that there is a spiritual just the same way there's a physical just. There's a spiritual makodi. That is why there's a physical, that's what shapes the physical makodi. There's a spiritual lokoja. That's what has been shaping the physical lokoja. But you enter the spiritual to be able to govern the physical and shape the physical by gates and portals that lead to pathways that you journey through so that you pick up the alignment necessary, starry alignment necessary to speak the governing words into those territories. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it is, it is important that we understand these things because the Spirit of God has declared a new day in which we shifted from eschatology an ecclesiastical walk into a day of kingdom building and kingdom alignment Amen. of the body of Christ and the territories that they are positioned in. Hallelujah. With this word, we want to welcome you to speak a word into this territory, Apostle Aaron. God bless you.
Okay. Huh? You just be writing it. I don't know. I will describe what I want to write and then you mm -hmm. write it out. And then we will form a formula from it. And then we'll try to use it to interpret the problems. Then we'll go into the issues. At that point, we'll be able to see our generation on the balance, on the scale. But we'll know what value our generation has and what God is expecting from us. And what we need to do in order to um, um, accomplish the transition. Hallelujah. Now, in verse 1, the Bible says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, When a man shall make a single vow, the persons shall be for the Lord by their estimation. I need you to understand what is happening here. This is a believer just like you and me. He goes into church and then he makes a vow to God. Right. Have you ever made a vow before? Because it's possible that you are powerless. And it's a risk to be powerless, a powerless Christian. Now, in, in Old Testament times, you will see how that people compelled God to move his hands on the account of several vows that they entered into. Right? Now, we always. Um, see God from the standpoint of his sovereignty. There were several people that understood how to move him. And one of the secrets of moving the hand of God was with him. When men found God to be and on the strength of that, they came into covenant with him by taking him. And this is somebody that just comes into the presence of God and he says, alright, Lord, if you do this, I will do that. Okay? Now, from the natural perspective, you think that everybody that comes into God's sanctuary, that comes and makes a vow, it has the same kind of effect in the realm of the Spirit. But the book of Leviticus chapter 27 is revealed to us that though all of us in this hall might make a vow to God, there is a principle, the extent of or the capacity or the power of our commitment to God is rated in definite values. Mm -hmm. Alright? Uh, maybe, maybe on the account of his stature, his personality, his work with God, his consistency with God. Maybe if prophet vows should make a vow, the value of that vow in the eyes of God might be superior to the vow that I made. Mm. Now, in the natural, what we saw was that some guys came to judge and vow. But God is giving us inside information because if you check it, you see it was the Lord that is giving this commandment. That means God is trying to give us his perspective of how he values the commitments that people make when they come into this country. Amen. Mm. Now, out of that they estimate from God's perspective, I would like us to draw a chart. With that chart, we are going to begin our prophetic value. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, somebody help me with the reading. If I if I read, I will always stop where the scripture struck me and I'll start talking. I don't want to talk. I don't want to get lost in talking. So somebody help me with the reading. So that we can we can save time. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, okay. All right. Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, 
when a man shall make a singular vow, the person shall be for the Lord by thy estimation. Okay, so this is the estimation chart from the Lord's perspective. Go on. And thy estimation shall be of the maid from now, 20 now, years. Now, 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 I need to say something. The Old Testament texture is affecting this, this chart. Okay? So we are going to do some prophetic pruning and then get the New Testament perspective. In the New Testament perspective, there is no dichotomy between male and female. Alright? But we need to take the Old Testament raw ground, raw brood, so that we can refine it subsequently. Hallelujah. Alright, so go on. That's and thy estimation shall be of the maid from 20 years old, even unto 60 years old. Now, please. Try to draw this chart in your book or in your script. Um, we are looking at one of the columns should be sex because we are going to have male and female options. Am I? Hallelujah. It's so abstract because I don't have. To. Can't we get a board here? Sorry, I labeled as a classroom teacher for many years. And uh, that man has been cast upon me. I don't know. The Lord will help us. All right. Come. Come sit here. And then I will instruct you. And you are going to draw out this chart so that I can present So we have a column. should be um, gender. Then the other column should be age range. Then the other co column should be monetary value and then put in bracket shekels. Hallelujah. And notice the Bible call it what? A singular bar. Please we will do well to hold that reference point. It's called what? A singular bar. Now as we are trying to build gradually what I'm, I might be saying for now may not make sense. So be patient. My perspective is a teaching perspective. So we have gender, we have we have um, age range, and then we have monetary value in bracket shekels. Then you make a chart out of it. Okay. All right, sister, we can continue to read. Start from uh, verse 3 again so that we can. And thy estimation, the estimation shall be of the male from 20 years old. Okay. On to 60 male. Years old. Huh? 20 years to 60 years. So just be following her reading. When the estimations come and the range is revealed, write it down. So we are talking about male now. 20 to 60 years old, what is the estimation? Even the estimation shall be 50 shekels 50 of silver. 50 shekels of silver. So you write 50 shekels. Good. Go on. After the shekel of the sanctuary. That's another first point. Not the ordinary shekel in the market. It's after the shekel of the sanctuary. So we have two reference points. It's a singular man. And the Valuation from God's perspective is based upon a different kind of currency. 
it is similar to the kind of currency that the children of Israel are used to, but it is in itself different because it is the shekel of what? Of the sanctuary. That kind of that shekel is only in the sanctuary. It is used for exchange. Only if you take it to market to town, they will say it's a foreign currency. But within that same nation, there was a currency that was only functional where? So I just want us to have those references. They are um, they are tools for the journey. Yes, please go on. Verse four. Verse four. And if it be a female. Female. Then the estimation shall be thirty shekels. Now, a female from the same age range, so this female now, still twenty to sixty years, the estimation shall be what? Thirty shekels. Now, so we need to pardon the Old Testament journey. Huh? So when we go through, we'll take this, we'll put it through a mechanism. Then it will strip it of its Old Testament character. Then a perspective will be sustained. It's from that perspective I want us to begin to navigate. Alright, go on. Verse 5. five. And if it be from 5 years old, even until 20 years old, then the estimation shall be of the male, 20 shekels. Now, so we have 5 years to 20 years. Male. Male. The estimation shall be what? 20 shekels. 20 shekels. Alright, go on. And for the female, 10 shekels. Now, 10 shekels. Female, 25 to 20. The estimation is what? 10 shekels. 10 shekels. Go on. And if it be from a month old, even until 5 years old. So that's 0 to 5. <coughs> Wait, wait, wait. You are not with me. You are a political scientist. If this is not politics, eh? it's, uh, it's, it's the shekels of the sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> this is 10 shekels. <laughs> Come again, you say from 0 to 5. 0 to 5. Male. Then 0 to 5. How many shekels? Then the estimation shall be of the male, five shekels five of silver. Five shekels. Okay. Female. Mm-hmm. And for the female, the estimation shall be three shekels of silver. Okay. Yes, you are. Verse seven now. Seven. And if it be from sixty years old. Sixty and, and above. So it says sixty and above. Male. Thy estimation shall be fifteen shekels. Fifteen. Female. Ten shekels. Amen. Mm-hmm. Now, so we have a chat like this. Now I need to understand what initially happened. Some guys just went to God and back. And then from God's perspective, the estimation was separated into this form. That is to say that I hope you know in the book of Psalm 1110, the Bible revealed a few things. It said, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thy enemies. 
that it, it, it was a governmental um, um, scenario. The, the prophetic view revealed kingdom government pattern. Now, Jesus had created and established the legalistic platform upon which the ministry of the Holy Spirit was going to be based. And now he had finished the judicial aspect of salvation and he was welcomed into heaven and the Father gave him the throne of the Christ. Alright? The administrator of the purposes of God. He ascended that throne. That was the throne that the Father was recommending that he should sit. Are you with me? And then the Bible says in the next verse that the Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion and move down in the midst of thy enemies. That means it was the throne of the Christ that was occupied that led to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. The next verse now said, Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. That means the Holy Spirit cannot operate on earth until he has a partnership with man. Thy people shall be willing. He needs a willing people in order for him to find and implement the mandate for which he came. Thy people shall be willing. In the day of thy power, in the beauty of holiness, in the womb, the womb of the morning, thou hast the dew of thy youth. Now that scripture revealed to us a particular age range. I checked scripture from back to back to find out scriptures that had to do with age, age sequences, age range. And I found a great, great pattern. Say that people shall be willing in the day of thy power. In the beauties of that consecration, God was saying that just in case an old man of 90 years comes and he consecrates his life to Christ. I hope you know that consecrating to serve the will of God is a proof that your salvation is genuine. Mm-hmm. I hope you know. Mm-hmm. Because it is possible for you to be born again and you are using the grace of God to serve your own stuff. You are an abnormal Christian. And there are seven portraits of abnormal Christianity that Paul revealed in the epistles. That is the reason why the value of the estimation of the vows were not the same. Because there is a possibility for a counterfeit. Somebody that has accepted the judicial work that took place upon the cross and he has not yet synchronized with the responsibility that is required for him to partner effectively with the Holy Spirit to establish the government of Christ upon the face of the earth. Consecration is the only proof that your salvation is genuine. Just in case you are here and you still run your own agenda. What, what we are saying will be good to your hearing. There some new guys that come with new perspectives and philosophies. Wonderful. You will always be in the outer court. Because you have not fulfilled the preliminary basis upon which God's emphasis can be fulfilled. Now, so the Bible says that people shall be willing. There's a need for voluntary willingness in order for the purpose of the Holy Spirit down here to prosper in your life and in my life. And he mentioned that this willingness, though, is very important. If you become willing to partner with the Holy Spirit at the time when you are 90 years old, God will still accept your consecration. But that scripture reveals that your consecration was not beautiful. You know the Bible says that people shall be willing. 
right. to Jesus in the day of thy power. In the beauties of their consecration. The beauties. That is to say that when someone comes to the realization of the fact that he was crafted to serve the will of God, that disposition and the attendant commitment from the perspective of heaven is In the beauties of thy consecration, thou hast the due of thy youth. God sees youthful consecration to be as fresh as the morning dew that comes to water tender plants. And in that parable, in that idiom, in that expression, the tender plants refer to the purpose of Christ within the territory. That will take dew to water it. Because a, a flood can destroy its tender roots. So it will take the consecration of the young people to water the purpose of God that are tender within the territory. So consecration, vow, giving ourselves to God as a vow to serve His will, it is something that we cannot do without if we are going to be accurate Christians. But what I'm saying is that even though we have come to that point and we commit ourselves to that extent, the value of what you are giving to God from God's perspective is different from one brother to the other. If you go to the book of Joel chapter 2, you see the Bible says, I want to pass afterward, and I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. Notice that the way the Holy Spirit interacted with people of a particular age, age range was different. The old man dreamt. The young man, what? It's the same thing that happened from God's realm. But when he came down here, the effect, the manifestation was separate. And age was a factor that determined what kind of manifestation he produced. Now, you see, if we check the Bible, that took place in the Acts of the Apostles. Peter was the oldest in the entire apostolic team. And he was 14 years old. People are in 39, 32, 35. Why is that? Because that's the number of generations. That revival was committed to a young generation. That means, even though those guys, okay, now, please let's get back to the chapter. Communication is better when it's in numbers. Yeah. I thought you guys were drawing your own independent charts. That was my thing. <laughs> now we have, we have. Check the age range. The major factor in this chart is the age range. 20 to 60. Now, I need you to understand what informed this estimation. We need to understand the spirits, the message. I hope you know every book of the Bible. Yes, we know that the entire Bible, the message of Scripture. Are you with me? The message of Scripture is Christ and His kingdom. We have come. We thank God for you the message he has released for our hearts to understand that at this point. Alright? 
But you must also know that in every book of the Bible, there is a revelation of a, a purpose, an unveiling of the purpose of God in a unique way. So in keeping with our broad spectrum, each book of the Bible sustains a perspective and highlights a particular part of that purpose that God has always intended to accomplish upon the face of God. Now, so we see three books that are so related because we know the Genesis beginnings, foundations, all of that, the Exodus, the Leviticus, and normal. Except we put this list within the perspective of those three books, we may not understand the basis of the estimation. We may say that the estimation has no reference and it's just ambiguous. There is nothing that informed the estimation. Now, if you have checked the book of Ephesians, particularly, you will see some words that are constant in some parts of the book. From chapter 1, chapter 2, one of the most predominant words is seat. From chapter 3, chapter 4, one of the most predominant uh, words you are, you are going to find there is walk. You will not find seat anymore. From chapter 5, chapter 6, the most predominant word you are going to see is stand. Seat, walk, stand. When we come to the book of Exodus, you will see that after that these guys have been delivered, what was accomplished was the deliverance that Jesus came to bring to us. And that's what is illustrated in the book of Exodus. And now they were wandering. They were traveling into everything that God had ordained for them. Now at that point, they were living it's just like um, when God finished creating, he created man last. So man's first day was first possible. Indicating of the fact that Adam was created into rest. Because the world that he was supposed to function was already punished with the resources with which he will function. Now, Adam did not need to fight a battle to enter into rest. He was brought into rest because God had already structured the realm before. That's how it ended. He structured the spiritual. He blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms, then brought us into that realm. So the first challenge that we have is the challenge of actually ascertaining the extent to which God has made a belief. That's the sitting position. And that's the basis of what we call the new creation reality structure. That's doctrine that has held sway for so many years. And uh, because, um, okay, you are wondering, so let me stop. But that one is my own dimension. <laughs> that one is my own dimension. So if you permit me, I will be myself. So that's the basis of the new creation reality doctrine. That was what we're trained to become preachers of that particular perspective in Bible school. We're trained to preach new creation reality. It's scriptural. But there's an extent to which you flog it, it becomes something that God will resist. Because the perspective, God's perspective is not seat. That's not his perspective. 
God's perspective is not walk. That's not his perspective. God's perspective is not stand. God's perspective is sit, walk, stand. Just like God is not just the God of Abraham. Because if we call him the God of Abraham, Ishmael will say he has that God. So in order to scream people like Ishmael out, he is the God of Abraham and Isaac. And if it's Abraham and Isaac, Esau too, we lay claim to that God. In order to scream Esau out, he is the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now what the new creation reality preachers did is that they brought us to a particular point and then made us believe that all of God must be seen from that perspective. That is error. Now, you see, you may not know the capacity of error to, to tip a generation into darkness. Mm. You may not know. You see, nothing influences your life more than what you believe. Nothing. Uh, nothing. So if somebody can get you to believe the wrong thing, you will battle with the devil for all your life. Because we don't look for truth in the midst of error. It sounds true. But where it leads is not God's, God's end. And so it is possible for you to stop at God of Abraham. And in God of Abraham, you see the texture of Genesis. Find the expression around the dealings that Abraham had. Because God never made any effort whatsoever to undo that which Adam did until Abraham showed up. Redemption began with Abraham. It, it has its epicenter, it has its circumference in Christ, and the goal of redemption is the kingdom. Because what God was, what God of part Adam was not a force in the garden of Eden, it was a kingdom. So redemption, if it must be redemption, we have to end at God's goal. Jesus, his work of redemption is in the center of it. Before Jesus came, and be, be, before he could be relevant, God had already started something with Abraham. And uh, that which he started with Abraham, he gave a prophetic promise that, you see, the fullness of this thing is going to be, uh, start with you, and the fullness of it will be in the days of your seed. And we know in the book of Galatians what he tells us, that the seed that was spoken about in, in the promise that God made to Abraham was Jesus Christ. So redemption began with Abraham. That was God's first attempt to redeem us. Even though great men had risen before that. Now, so you see that is the dealings that God had with that man called Abraham were the dealings that were called the beginnings. Fundamentals. That was why it was easy for Abraham to discover the foundations of God that were lying to it. That was where he got that stature that gave him the capacity to influence God's numbering system. That was where he got the capacity from to have three titles on that God. The father of faith, the friend of God, and the father of many nations. God's perspective of nationhood began with him. That's why Muslims, Christians, Jews still claim him to be the original coming point from whence they are delight. Because God started in that time. Alright? So, the book of Exodus. Now that the guys had come out of the land of Egypt, you will see that God took, they didn't have any social security system, no, um, no financial system, no insurance, no food security. So everything 
about their survival was God's responsibility. So those guys were living on God's excesses. That is We're just enjoying what we're doing. Mana comes in the morning time, we get money. Quail. You know, I just said, you tested quail. You know, I gave you. Quail and all of that. And life continued. And uh, so they were fed with the bread of heaven. And uh, because that menu was heaven spending, it had some kind of strange effect when they partook of it. It, it imparted onto them not just um, doctor, uh, what they call that, nutrients mm-hmm. and immunity and uh, boosting their immune system and all that. It imparted onto them supernatural characteristics because the bread was the bread of them. Mm-hmm. All right? That, that's a distraction. If we go into that, it's a distraction for this meeting. But they lived off those excesses. They didn't have to use anything. We just have to realize what God has done. But you notice that in their journey in God, because God did everything for them, and they did not feel like any sense of responsibility to God whatsoever, it was easy for them to, to become busy doing something else. That's what happens to people that keep emphasizing New Testament, New Creation Reality Doctrine. The people will come to a point where they begin to do something else. You cannot escape, if that's your emphasis, you cannot escape erecting a, a golden calf. You can't escape. You erect something. Because you only saw the God of Abraham. from bondage into the abundance that God has made available. So you will see the kind of revelation that came to Abraham and the El Shaddai, the strong and the breasted one, the one that sustains all and is sustained by my Lord. So that that guy will find enough security in God sufficient for his soul to be anchored upon those promises. And the resultant effect of that soulish anchor is that he will follow God steadfastly. So God had to convince him. It's just like when you want to get married and you... There are times the lady might become, maybe the financial... You will need to... This is where we are going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> You know, in order for you to be a good husband, it's great. <laughs> Very great. Because they are, everything was programmed to work against us. That's why God left a cost there. Let no man put us on it. Left a cost at the border. Because everything <laughs> was designed to work against that. So you must have a way of keeping, keeping it going. One of the ways is that you must know how to point the destination. <laughs> That's where we're headed. <laughs> I don't know this place, but I know that. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, so God had to do a lot of that to Abraham for him to 
to be confident to find security sufficient in God. Because there were distractions that came, the king of Sodom and Gomorrah came and they, they presented some stuff and all of that to break his loyalty to God. He said, sorry, just before you showed up with this young a strange man, we were not able to trace his village. My Jesus, he appeared to me. I don't know. And uh, we were exchanging some stuff. Your proposal came late because I surrendered. And lifted up my hands onto the Lord Most High, the Creator of the You know, after that guy, after Abraham defeated all those kings, he was the superpower of the earth at that time. That was the world superpower. That was the first time the world superpower was not a nation, it was a man. And you know, after that kind of victory, it is possible for you to say, I'm here. So before you could conclude, are you going now? Because what the king of Sodom came to do was, he came to give pay tribute so that his nation would be saved. That's what he came to do. His tribute, his alliance. He came to give charity so that his territory can be preserved. Since Abraham had become the preservation of the territory. But before that proposal came, he encountered a personality. And on the strength of that encounter, he renewed his covenant to God. That no, no one will make me rich. It will be you. So I surrender. And then after that surrender took place, that's when the proposal came. Oh, you came Even you will not be saved. It will not be said that you were the one that made me rich. That was from the strength of what something he had with God. So you see, God did a lot to convince that guy to follow. He showed him those dimensions. Every time Abraham suffered was because he disbelieved God and then tried to do something else. So his life was structured in such a way that the only way he could succeed in that life was that you have to live by faith in this God. That was how he entered that life. At that point where he he went to kill that boy, at that point, that, those early doubts had gone on. And he was conferred a title of the father of faith. You explored, you discovered how to access me by faith. And that is actually the approved formula by which I can be accessed. Because of this, you are the first one that opened the shaft. You will be called the father of all them that believe. Abraham, I hope you, knew, you know, he operated New Testament. Because it was only in the New Testament that faith was a, a, a prerequisite. Are we still there? Yes. So that means he moved beyond the revelation that was available as at the time. Notice that whereas the Old Testament could not furnish the righteousness he spoke about, the Bible says that Abraham believed God and it was logically calculated unto him as righteousness. So Abraham partook of the righteousness that we have in the New Testament because he went into, he discovered the foundations of God and he aligned it. Now, uh, for instance, in the book of Genesis, chapter 4, verse 25, the Bible says that in the days of Seth, men began to call upon the name of the Lord. I hope you know that that is an Old Testament truth, that he that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be what? Even though no prophet had prophesied that before that time, the impact of their calling upon the name of the Lord was predicated on the fact that they acknowledged that 
their, 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 their insufficiency and their spiritual inadequacy and then they lash to God. That was how they were separated unto God and those were the guys that the Bible called the sons of God. So that was Abraham's life on the account of the dealings of the beginning that God began with him. His life was based on faith. Alright? Believing the promises. What God is making uh, believe. Abraham was purely operating those things that we call new creation. That was how it was structured then. But the revelations of God were not so completed. The cycle that God would want to have a man go through was not completed. Abraham did not live long enough for God to administer that cycle and to introduce it once it becomes accepted in the heart. And it goes beyond the heart and becomes a way by which a people will be trained a culture that the people will have so that they can operate under the government of God. Abraham didn't live long enough for God to fulfill that. So God continued with Isaac. That is to reveal how powerful a promise can be. A promise is generational in nature. Mm. It, it can transcend, it can transist, it can go beyond time, season, nations, generations. If it is God that spoke it, it has that potency. We see the same engineering operating in Isaac's life. That's not Exodus. Now that the people have come out, it was obvious that their desires and their inclinations were so diverse and so perverse. And the basis of God's of consecration to God had to be spent out effectively clearly. That's the reason for the woman. So whereas Exodus talks about sitting, enjoying what God has through the redemption he has accomplished. Leviticus begins to reveal responsibility. And how that we are supposed to live in keeping with that deliverance that has come. So that we can be worthy of that deliverance that God has given. So we see standards of holiness standards of what God can accept. So it was a further revelation of the fact that this God that gives and makes life good for you, he has desires, he has a need, and he wants you to fulfill that need. Because his all-embracing perspective and purpose is to establish his kingdom amongst the people. And so he's now begin, beginning to reveal the culture of that kingdom that he intends to establish. The restriction that that kingdom plays upon you on the account of the fact that the earth is a broken world and many spirits have right to function here and things, many manifestations and many things mirror other realms that are not the realms of, realms of God. And because of that, we must have a distinct way of identifying people that have sold out under the government of God and the attendant restrictions that the Spirit of God places upon their heart in a, 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 as they seek to further reveal and express God in a broken world. So God stated it clearly. Now towards the end of Leviticus, which is the last chapter of Leviticus, that's where we get this chapter. 
Why is this chart coming up at that point? Because God's standards of holiness have been set, then He now brings a chart. That if, even though you guys have been, you have accepted my document, when you individually come to present yourself to me that you want to serve my way, my computer analyzes what you are presenting and creates an estimation of your presentation. Are you with me? The reason why it appeared in the book of Leviticus chapter 7 was because in the book of Numbers, people were being numbered for war. Right? So this list has a bias of warfare. This list and the estimation is suffering from the texture of warfare. And that's why you find out that the column 20 to 60 years, male, is the highest. Because the book of Numbers want to know how many guys that can match with the soul. And that's what the book of Ephesians is about. Seat is our place in Christ, where we are seated for both with voice and powers. Work is our work of holiness, our conduct, our lifestyle, in keeping with our heavenly affinity. So it's on the strength of working that we project the fact that we are ambassadors. In reality, our nation, our nationalities of heaven. But you see, we are ambassadors in the face of the earth, and we are going to have to sustain a lifestyle that reflects our, our nation. That's what the work of holiness is about. Because we, all, we also have uh, many other projections of the spirit realm that are not the divine. So we must have a way, uh, there must be a way in the natural to identify that you, you are from this kingdom and you are from that kingdom. And that's the reason why the body of the work of holiness is something that reveals a believer in the practical sense of it in real time. Okay? And then, after that, which is Leviticus 19, the next one now is warfare, where we are standing. And so this list came in between Leviticus and Numbers because we have a war. Uh-huh. You get it now? So that is what made the list to sustain this text. This text. If you are still with me, say amen. amen. Now we need to pass it to a priest so that we can give it this New Testament perspective. Because in the New Testament <coughs> perspective, you are going to see that uh, the male and the female thing, that column, is removed. In the New Testament, you are going to also see that the 60 and above, that column, is removed. And the reason why it is removed is because the scripture said, though our outward man perish, our inner man is renewed what? day by day. So, there's no way that column can exist in the New Testament. <coughs> the Bible reveals in the New Testament that in this covenant there is no Jew, there is no Greek, there is no male, there is no... So, that column also is affected. So, we have three categories instead of four in the New Testament. Are you still with me? Alright, you can sit now. So, let's go to the New Testament and see it from that perspective. And it is John that gives us the New Testament perspective. And it, 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 it excludes without apology the category from 60 and above. That is to say that as far as God is concerned, since the Spirit of God helps our infirmity, if you complain that you did not meet, meet up with the mark is infirmity, that complaint is not cogent. 
Because beforehand, God had made resources available to take care of that obvious characteristic. Alright? So it is your inability to take advantage of the ministry of the Holy Spirit that is designed by God to help our infirmity that led to your incapacity. Not that God did not have the resources to deal with the predicament. As we move on more and more, you come to see that our inability to partner fully with the Holy Spirit is what gives us a, a lesser measure. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I, all right, let's, let's try the book of Numbers. Amen. Uh, the book of First John, sorry. First John. First John. First John chapter 2. I think we'll begin from verse number 12. We'll do our teaching first before we start to, to speak as sons in the courts of our God. In the book of 1 John chapter 12, the Bible says, I write unto you, little children, you see that there are three categories. We have little children, we have what? We have fathers and we have what? Young, young men. And uh, mysteriously, the age factor is no longer a factor here. That means you can be a father at the age of five. You can also be a little child at the age of 94. Hallelujah. Uh, just in case you're a little child, you are operating on five shekels. And so you can have a campground of 7 million people, all of 5 shekels. We gather that offering eh? of 5 shekels, that estimation. One offering basket we collect. And that is the corporate worth of that entire camp. You know what? One of the things that we need to pray about in this summit, this camp meeting, because God has a quarter with us as a church in this nation. We will to it. Now I'm going to show you a few things so that we'll understand what we need to do. It is the gospel on the platform of the new creation realities is a very sweet gospel. No responsibility, just oh my God, speaking tongues, Holy Ghost. No need for character, no need for anything. Mm. And that's why Paul said, We wrestle not against flesh and blood. The mainstream interpretation of that perspective is that uh, all of our warfare is with fight spirits, alright? Which is accurate. But there's an, if it's the same Paul that wrote First Corinthians that wrote, the book of Ephesians, then there's something we can add to that, or we should add to that. In keeping with the experiences that a lot of people have had in the place of warfare, it means we omitted some. 
Because in the book of First Corinthians chapter 9, Paul said, I beat my body, I put it under subjection. And that seemed to me like a war, like a battle, like wrestling. Alright? He did that successfully. The reason why he said that, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, was because a man that is still wrestling with flesh and blood will not be effective in warfare. That statement was supposed to be a revelation of ranking. That some of us have been able to put the body in subjection. And so we can ride from the throne of our spirits. And when the devil comes to strike, there is nothing of it that he will have an advantage over. Mm -hmm. The point is this, it's not the number. The point is, what kind of people are gathering? Are there five shakers people? You need to come to Lagos and see what ministry is. Something is lost in Lagos. And that's why God is seeking to form his last line of defense against falsehood, against lasciviousness, against lack of purpose and kingdom vision, against self and self-centeredness, against self-preservation. God has to set a line of defense somewhere in the middle belt of this nation that will counter that wind and bring forth a strength that is so enormous that it will swallow the dragon that came with the wind. Now, you see, Let's go back to it. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. Now, this guy is spending from God's account. Now, you see, that statement there, for his name's sake, is as if. God is keeping up with this one because his name is at stake. <laughs> he needs to keep up. His name is already involved, so he has to be there to make sure that his name is protected. Because what this guy knows is the forgiveness of sin. Now, I'm trying to use these scriptures for to, to serve as a vista for you to see the body of Christ and the kind of doctrines that are moving around. Ah, you are not seeing what I want you to see. I don't want to go into details. I expect that as I'm saying it, you are seeing it. Hallelujah. You know, one of our brethren was posted to Zabara. She now sent me a text message in the night. And uh, the content of the text was, Pastor, we are hearing a doctrine here. That um, when somebody sins, he doesn't really need to confess anymore because it's been paid for. So why are you confessing? Right? 
then uh, I didn't have time. The WhatsApp platform did not give me enough opportunity to start a Bible study. I would. That's what happens when you sit on. When you sit, when you just know how to sit, you erect a calf. Can you see the golden calf that has been erected out of that doctrine? You are not seeing it. The calf is me. That's the calf. Now, you think that Jesus died because of you? No. Jesus died in fulfilling a kingdom mandate. He died because of his father. The instruction his father gave. You are you are on the end of that instruction, you are a tertiary recipient of the effect. Because anytime you see him that is me, is humanity. You have now made you that golden calf. You are now the center and the circumference of the purpose of God. And that is not just an error, it's blasphemy. Meanwhile, you can set up. Hey, you know, me and my friend, we. He doesn't like this, my side. But that's what God called me to do. Hallelujah. God called me to play a corrective role in the body of Christ. There's no way I can see error and I'll sleep. Serious gospel campaigns have been set up just to exalt man. And that is the 666 So if you stop your teaching at seat, you are preaching for the Antichrist. Because the center, the circumference of biblical truth, the extent and the limit is Christ. It is him. And his will that must be done. He is the one that should be expressed through all things. Alright? emphasis the seat emphasis is not you are not in the center of it the seat emphasis is talking about the father's love those three parables lost sheep lost coin lost son see if you if you if you are not seeing the emphasis you will think the emphasis of the lost sheep is the sheep the coin and the son the emphasis of those parables is the father's heart how that he can leave 99 and go, that's not how we are. That's not how our heart is. The emphasis of that is the Father's heart. Just in case you find grace in God and you are beginning to tap into the grace of God and you are enjoying the things that God has made available, that should turn your heart to God and to imagine the Father's heart. Because in order for you to be committed to God, you must have felt the love of God. The love of God is actually the basis of the government of God. You submit to serve the will of God after you have wondered about the love of God and it is a mystery to you. You submit to serve the will of God. That if God can be like this, then I stop thinking. Give the orders and I will march. So the emphasis of sitting is not you. The emphasis of sitting is the Father's heart. If you have not seen it through your sitting, you are preaching for someone else. 
I'm marching break because of you. <laughs> Hallelujah. You may not know how much God depends on us. And you may not know how much we are going to bear. For many of us, you will not look this way after the full weight of the body is placed upon you. This is your beard, eh? <laughs> it will not be, you know, it will not be quite like what I'm seeing now. <laughs> because you don't understand, it's not about you. No, anytime it becomes about you, you have shifted into idolatry. A golden calf has been erected. Then there's a preacher, a preacher in this nation, although it's not based here now. Among all preachers, in born, Nigerian born preachers, I don't think there's anyone have blessed of God. Thank you. I was in the main bowl National Stadium, Sulu I was there in 2002 when he did his crusade. <clears throat> now, the lead vocalist was worshipping. In fact, it's a strange kind of crusade. I've never attended a crusade meeting like that. The order was impeccable. It's as if they had created a domain of the of the member on the system and then synchronized the ushering positions the line of actions every the, the ushering was I mean 45,000 people blended into that stadium and it was as if we were holding a meeting in the hall like this and then they started finding people outside the order was something out of this world Hallelujah. Then Sinach started worshiping. And the temple began to increase gradually, 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 gradually. And when the, 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 the administration opened the portals to the high places, that moment, that second, bah! he came out of the background. He, there was no need for him to preach any sermon. He just cried out. I was the, the crippled man by my side. Eh? I was not, you don't need binoculars. It was close enough, in close range. The guy did not only stand up, he started marching. His son started crying. And all kinds of things broke out on the main bowl. So much so that after, you know, he prayed for the sick before he gave all that call. 15,000 people gave their life to Christ. He said, okay, now let's start this thing. If you have never given your life to Christ before, let me see. Man. I'm not talking about people that gave their life to Christ. 13,000 out of the 15,000 have never given their life to Christ. I've seen miracles, signs, wonders. So gifted. Meanwhile, I need to say something. His rise was prophetic. It was not a ministry he was doing at that time, it was a move of God that was riding on his shoulders. Mm. He ascended a throne. That was for that time, that season, in my own opinion. In my own opinion, he ascended the Dawsa's throne for that season. It was a move of God. That was alignment that took place. Not that a good creature was in town. It was alignment that took place. 
The powers of the nation fought for him. Not because he was too fine. Alignment is the strength of giants. You can fight Hallelujah. with the strength of ten men. Hallelujah. He aligned into something. He found some foundations and he aligned into it. And the powers behind those foundations began to project. Notice he didn't rise by any father, father affiliation. He rose by, by his storm. That man was actually the legal image of the move that God wanted to start among young people. Okay, let me stop. Let me stop there. His rising was a prophecy. His rising was prophetic. It was a prophetic sign to an upcoming generation. Of the fact that God, it will take all this politics and all of that for that generation to rise. It will be by the pure hand of God predicated upon alignment. Then the other things that took place from that point was that the greatest thing was also prophetic. That the challenge of that rising generation will be the spirit of Jezebel, seeking to corrupt, seeking to pervert that which was born in righteousness. Are you with me? And of all the arsenals that the devil has in his armory, when it is that spirit that he releases, it means his deaths are at work. Yes, the depths of Satan at work. And that was how that throne lost his, op- his occupant in Nigeria. Obviously, that man of God had access to more than one throne. He had access to the throne of world evangelism. Alright? He also had access to the throne of being a prophetic father to raise other young fathers. He was on that. He lost that throne. Because that throne was a Nigerian throne. It was functional within the territory of Nigeria. And he lost that throne. His, his throne of world evangelism is still functional. There are signs to show. The daily devotional is the most distributed in the world. And all of that. But there was a throne he lost in Nigeria. And that throne was lost because of some factors. Inf- the last crusade that was held in Abuja, it was not attended. You, you and uh, that throne was no longer functional at that at, at that point. The anointing did not reduce; it only increased. You don't understand? He has increased. He's more than what he was, but he's not. We are not talking. <laughs> we are not talking about strength that comes from your own covenant with God. We are talking about strength that is hidden in the foundation of eternity. That strength can kill and make a life. That was the basis and behind the authority that he was wielded. God wanted to give us a prototype of how a young generation will rise without any corrupts or what and preach the truth and become so powerful and create a change for Jezebel's truth. It means we have an ancient portal of Jezebel in our nation. I don't think that the little 
mercy drop we are seeing now opening up will not be contested if that's what you think you are not seeing fact if you think it's a jamboree for celebration in fact you, you became blind last week we are talking about boarding bearers that will set, give their backs to the Lord to ride upon and there's nothing glorious about that There's nothing spectacular about that. But the reason why it will go on is because born in the heart of these people is a foundation of the fact that God is faithful. And they are ready to give Him expression through their lives. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be terrible sometimes because many times God will send His best into that place where the battle is ready. You know, when you say, I will follow God, we will follow Him. <laughs> When he speaks, who we follow? <laughs> so, there are some pre-launching songs I don't see. <laughs> because, <laughs> hallelujah. Because it's where it is hot, you will now say, okay, that's your duty post for now. And if your covenant with him is not accurate, you will back out. And that's why the new creation reality doctrine has prospered in Africa. I hope you know, this is like the nursery where God plants things across Africa. Our mistakes, the guys in East Africa have consolidated it and have, have taken it to another dimension. If you are told that you have a, there's a program organized that you are coming to preach in East Africa, call the police. Eh? In Kenya, call the police to investigate if there is a program. Because you land there, your host will ask, I hope you brought money. <laughs> we will start the arrangement now. <laughs> My friend, after praying and fasting for months, went to Kenya for a program. And when he landed, they just said, Okay, you're welcome. There was no program. <laughs> Left him in the hotel for 14 days. When he, he came down from the plane, he knew he was actually interacting with people that have been in jail a long time. <laughs> so, in the hotel for 14 days, he, he was on drive fasting. Asking God for direction. A mighty prophet, but God didn't reveal. God did not stop him from going. Because among that, you, some of you know the guy that I'm talking about. He doesn't have a problem hearing God. So God did not stop him. He fasted for 14 days. That's when God gave him direction. Do you know before he left that nation, he had hit the foundation of that nation. But the way he came was through the hands of what? These guys are perfected for one in ministry. Because it's not all about Christ again. The golden calf has been erected. That's what is happening. Now we are going to battle with a generation that has kissed the golden calf. Do you think that those old gospels that gave, made, made you give your life to Christ can, can be relevant there? Those guys have explored darkness to another level. So we need to explore light to another level to, to, to counteract that dimension. It's not something you can do with a textbook. Some of us went to Bible school only to discover that we were trained to serve the devil. I'm telling you clearly. I, I, if you need the name of the school, I can. I'll give you not on the pulpit. And the only reason why I'll give you is so that you will never find yourself there. 
We were trained to be cool big stars. Mm. We were trained, it was more, there's a lot of psychology in it. There's a way to behave, there's a way to dress. Don't mm. enter public transport. Don't. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Ah. Marco. That is not ministry. That is 48 laws of power. <laughs> That's the golden card that has been erected. So, books written by occultists power ministry, power the philosophy of ministry. You don't know where we are. And it will continue because the majority of Christians in Nigeria are five shakers. So it is not a time for fanfare to get excited. It's a time that the elders need to stand between the porch and the altar. <laughs> we really need to gain ascendancy, but it not be by the anointing upon your head. It will be because we discover the foundations mm. and we are lying. There is something older than you. That wisdom that is older than you and older than the devil. We need to plug into it now. Mm. Now, so this is where this guy is reached. Hallelujah. Mm. This is where they reached. He said, write unto your children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. Now, I want you to see the qualifications of the fathers. What is the basis of spiritual fatherhood? I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. The two times it was written, this was what was written. The father had come to a realization of the fact. Because, meanwhile, the young men are moving in revelatory power. Alright? They have discovered the supremacy of the word of God, the spoken word of God, the proceeding word. How that you receive a proceeding word from God. And by the strength of the proceeding word that you have received, you can put the devil to flight, to shame on the spot. They have found that. Alright? So that's the victory Christian. That's the faith Christian. The faith-based Christian. That doesn't see Christianity outside of receiving a revelation receiving an insight in the privacy of his spirit that will put him on top of the situation. So he wins battles. He overcomes the devil. He survives. He goes beyond the boundary line. He makes a statement. He consolidates. Alright? But there's something deeper than that. A man becomes a spiritual father because he is able to peep into the heart of God to see what was originally on that hand. Everything on earth sustains its reference and relevance with respect to that which was upon us before the foundation of the world. If you have not reached there, you are wrong on the ground. You might have to cast past five master's degrees. You just came back from Spain. You passed through the corridors of Germany, Ireland, and you came back. Alright? And you have not yet seen what was originally upon the heart of God. Your attempt to represent him on ground, even though there are some testimonies, some victories, some acquisitions, some stuff, hmm? it is very easy because you have not seen that which was upon the heart of God. The principalities and powers can still blind you and use all of your strength against the purpose of God. I know you didn't hear that. You can build an airport, build a school, buy a jet raise a university, do all of that and all they are doing is fighting the purpose of God in your generation. Mm -hmm. 
because you have not seen what was upon the heart of God from the foundation, from before the foundation of, of the world. So in time you were wrong. My prayer is that we will not build eh? and build and build, build schools, build, build at the end of the day when you are old and then your blindness, maybe you become blind in natural then your spiritual blindness is healed. And then say, hey, oh. The basis of spiritual ranking here is based on insight into God's heart. And the age factor has been removed. The willingness factor has been removed. The sex factor has been removed. The gender factor has been removed. It's now a reality factor. How much of reality are you doing business in? That was why it was difficult for Paul to say the things that were captured in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 because he spoke about that was where he got the utterance. After 14 years of prayer, he had given prayer points to every church he goes to. Pray for me that utterance be granted unto me to communicate what? The mystery. So he went to the wilderness of Arabia. He saw things that were beyond words, they were more bogus than words. You see, you need to realize we are not just about talk, talking. Because when the spirit of truth begins to take you into, into all truth, takes you from place to place in Christ, you discover the weakness of words. And that's why God speaks spirit. That's the only vocabulary that has sufficient stature not to diminish the excellency of the things that he's speaking about. And that's why until spirit words are granted you, until the anointing takes your thoughts into the thoughts of God and spirit words are granted you expressing and explaining these spiritual things is you are you have been scrambled don't make attempts I know what happened to me after you during your service and after your service I felt an impression that God wanted me to tarry before his feet so I started fasting from January February March April May June, July, August, September, October. Just going like that. So, God began to show me things. You know, we were so built to pulpit stuff. Anything you hear, you come to the pulpit. So, we were pulpit men. We were civil servants. <laughs> we were living to talk. That's how we had lived since Bible school. Now I was pressing into God, I was seeing things, and then for the first time, I do you know it took me 10 years to receive utterance to talk after those encounters happened? Then I now saw that words in themselves are limited except they are handed out by the Holy Ghost. So it's not all about talk. Paul prayed for 14 years for utterance. It was a a prayer point that the entire body of Christ held for 14 years. The next phase of the building of the body of Christ in that time was dependent on whether or not God gave Paul utterance. Building stopped. Building stopped. They started doing other destructive things in Jerusalem. Persecution had to come to bring people into alignment for Philip to start his ministry. Philip was buying fuel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> was riding church bus 
the persecution came. Only for him to discover he had the capacity for spirit travel. And the Bible says he was found. That means when he 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 eloped, there were there were, some contingents were sent to look for him. Hmm? So it was a search party. And the Bible says he was found in the regions of as so Hallelujah. Yeah. A lot of things were happening, but God's strong pain was upon Paul. It was a time of reception. In fact, there were many things that Paul received that spiritual language was not given to him to communicate. And the explanation he had for that was these ones are not lawful to talk about. The next phase of building was anchored upon that man, Paul. Because on the account of his consecration to God, the estimate that came up, that's why I said I labor. <laughs> there was something at work in that man's life. The estimate, Paul, have you read in your Bible, the Bible revealed that, that Solomon's heart was larger than the sand of the seashore. That Solomon was greater than Egypt and his sorcery and his spirits and his wisdom. Those 14 years for Paul was a time of building of capacity, spiritual capacity. The things he held within him. They were vast. And he needed spiritual language to communicate. It was in the book of Ephesians that that utterance came to him. And that's why when you read the first chapter of the book of Ephesians, you will stagger at understanding the emphasis is bringing because it begins to bring out the eternal purpose of God in very clear terms so these things were hidden in God it was God's good will to begin to unveil them during the times of his holy apostles and prophets do you know that there is many, many messages are being recycled now because building projects are stopped uh, God has opened the revelatory realm again and is releasing utterance gradually. Mm-hmm. And several people, there's been an estimate, a new estimate template that has come out of the sanctuary now. Mm-hmm. On the strength of that estimate template, God has his own way of valuing his people. And he is now distributing the power for this utterance upon the topography of this landscape, of this territory and this landscape. Um, in, in a spiritual context in the next five years is going to change mm-hmm. now you might be in a bible school now a bible school where you are being trained to do something that will not be relevant in five years time you come out with a certificate I assure you <laughs> but if by any means you are short of the revelatory dimensions for building You'll be totally irrelevant. Mm. And what the devil wants to achieve is to make even strong people irrelevant mm. because they don't have access to the current building deposit that is beginning to come now. You know what I'm afraid of? 
to have to run another sound Sunday service when God has not spoken to me. And I will now say, okay. Well, uh, Pastor Dan, is the mic working? Okay. <laughs> Who is leading opening prayer? To the God only works as long as His Spirit is working. If you continue working after His Spirit stops, what is going to be produced is what we call vanity upon vanity. Is devoid, is cyclical. You become cyclical. You operate in cycles and cycles. And the substance of divine reality has not placed its fingerprint upon your efforts. That's the kind of work that burns. Hallelujah. All wise men have gone back to the intercessory closet because the, the language has not been taught before. What language was that that Daniel interpreted? Where did they write it? It, it means there are books written in that language for that language to exist. So, so cogent like that. There were books somewhere written with that language. It means Daniel must have read some books that we were not told about. Because the guy came, he didn't, he didn't conjure, he didn't say, he didn't go he didn't do anything just came out no he had been reading those writings before the only thing that was given to him that day was the utterance he must have been seeing those revelations seeing those rooms, seeing those writings all along what happened to him that day was utterance and when utterance came the kingdom had to bow because a man Alter that which heaven water. I don't know. I don't know, but the sons need to rise again. Amen. That technology by which Moses was able to part the the river must have to come again. Amen. That technology by which Joshua could control the constellations. It's a code. It existed. That was why when Job was complaining and asking God, why are you doing this? You are, bull, you are a bully. Like if, I, if I had the statue, I'd have taken you to court. I said, alright. You, I will answer you. So he showed up and said, since you say you know too much, I will question you so that you answer me. Because the Bible says, cancer in the heart of man is like deep waters and the man of understanding draws it out of so God wanted to draw the counsel in him by asking him questions. He said, where were you when I laid the foundation of this? Because Job, there is no way you can understand your condition if you don't understand the code that I factored into the foundations of the earth. I hope you understand that the purpose of God first of all reaches into the past before it goes into the future. Because everything has its rise from the heart of God. Alright? God does not is not reaching out to accomplish anything. He starts from an established purpose. Are you with me? Oh, yeah, no. That's why every man that will be significant upon the face of the earth must pass back into God's heart. That's how those guys began their apostolic ministry. They peeped into the heart of God to see what was originally there. And then, by the help of the Holy Spirit, they began to move and to navigate as God inspired them in keeping with that original carving point because that one will not change that's what made this guy a father and because it's no longer an age based thing 
what God wants now is not a camp of five shekels. Mm. He wants a camp of 50 shekels. Mm. People that have maximized their capacity and they are operating on optimal ranking level. If he has five of them, he can bring down Babylon. How many were there? Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. They were the ones that conjured the mystery that brought Babylon down. He, he doesn't need the numbers as it were, but in the multitude of people is the king's honor anyway. He, he doesn't mind the number. Meanwhile, he doesn't need the number. Because the Bible says God has no restraint either to win with many or to conquer with few. What we need are men that have ranking fathers that are young. He that also attained that stature, but he didn't have time on his side. That's why consecration is beautiful to heaven when it's done in the tender age, the youthful age. Because God will use a ranking man that is young to even change the foundations of this, this earth. The problem why God could not present his package that he has to use three generations, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, was because they didn't live long enough. We need to see what is up the heart of God. We need to appreciate the original carving point. That's what I don't have time to do. That's I saw a star while you were leading prayer. A star. He fell. Alright? He fell into this congregation. God began to give me some insight. How that he wants to give us stars. I had an encounter with God a few days ago. You know, I woke up to pray in the night. There was no prayer point. My heart was too heavy to, to, to forge, to concoct a prayer point. It was too heavy. So the only thing I prayed was, Jesus, I choose you. Jesus, I choose you. I prayed to David. That was my prayer point. I choose you. Deliberately, consciously. It is me. I choose you. I prayed like that to David. Then I went to church on Sunday morning in Lagos. And then when... The opening prayer finished. We were still on earth. We when Surulere. <laughs> we didn't gain our uh, sentence. Because the prayer they prayed, we prayed that prayer from from Surulere. It was Surulere prayer that we prayed. <laughs> then the guy leading the prayer worship showed up. You see, one thing I cannot pretend about is if God came. Prince Alfred guy came and he sang one song and he did not sing for he sang from a realm. And instantly that is realm that he sang from open. It was that window, that vista that I entered. And God began to show me something. I will spare you the details. But let me let me say a little before I say that. God showed me something that he wants to use me to do. I said, this is not the first time I'm saying this thing. This man operated this thing. But this is what happened. That man operated this thing. This is what happened. Now, uh, uh, please, guarantee that this thing will not happen, that thing will not happen. And you will go with me. Let's, you know, don't say you want to do something. Let's know the end first. Uh, how will it, uh, this, how will it end? Uh, let's not start. 
Yes. Then I now saw a star. He showed me a star. And the star went ahead of me and stood. And he, he, he went and he stood. Then he, he told me that I will not only go with you, I will go ahead of you. That was what he said. Then another vision came. The present worship was still going on. I was not in Surulere at that time. And in this vision, I was kneeling down. And that star came again. It seems God wants to show me what that star really is. The star came and it stood above my head and I was looking at it. And then the star changed to a cherubim. Then God began to describe the things that happen when this cherubim is present. Which I will, I will, I will, I will, I will keep from you for now. God showed me that star here again. Are you there, sister, that read for me? First uh, John chapter 2. Let's look upon it. So I try to round up. Uh, we started from verse 12. You start from verse 12, but wait. He wants to make fathers out of young men. He wants to have the most value for my life. Remember, I said he is a God of Abraham, Isaac, and what? His perspective is sit, walk, stand, not sit, not walk. You know, the, you remember the holiness movement? That was walking. Huh? They were doing walking, walking, walking. But that's not God's perspective. God's perspective is what? Sit, walk. Then deliverance ministries now came with stands. And then everything is about standing. And then prayer manuals are, are generated that have some perspectives that do not look biblical to me. If you isolate any of these things and you make it your doctrine, your focus, your emphasis, you are going to enter into error. And a golden calf will be constructed. There are a lot of beasts that have been created on the account of those purposes that God will have us break. In the book of Revelation, when Jesus came, he was asking for the overcomers. He came to each church and demanded for the overcomers. And when he spoke about the overcomers, he used a term that he used before in the book of Matthew. He said, in the book of Matthew, he used it in plural, but in the book of Revelation, he used it in singular. Because in the book of Matthew, he said, he that has ears, let him hear. He was speaking about John the Baptist. And when he mentioned ears in plural, he was talking about physical, the physical ear. Just in case we were under the sound of his voice, he's now saying it now, that John the Baptist is Elijah that was to come. So he that has ears, physical ear. But by the time we go to the book of Revelation, he was still using the same kind of, the same statement, but in a different light. He that has an ear, at that point, was spiritual. That the overcomers, if you check the book of, the first five books 
of the book of Revelation, you will see the characteristics of these overcomers. But I want us to go where to the high place. So that you can see for yourself. You can see with the spirit eye. So that you don't use your life to build something that God does not know. Because you did not see the vision that was upon the heart of God. That means you were actually drawing out coordinates that was not consistent with the coordinate that the heart of God was there. God is going to increase our revelatory realm. Because what I saw before I came, I, 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 I'm not just angels, I'm talking about cherubs. Cherubs that have protected certain dimensions of revelation in God till this time that God is making available. Because he's going to take some people into incubation. A new entrance, a new language is going to spring forth. A new building skill and wisdom will find expression. It, we are in the days when a man, the strength of a man will be like a man. Meanwhile, there's going to be a new scale of measurement to measure success now. Mm. A, a new scale of measurement. It's only when those sons that are responsible show up that the resources that God has kept in store to fund his avalanche will now be accessed. Hallelujah. So God had a plan before we showed up. And that plan is going to unfold. Only when some people begin to speak a language that can unlock the things that has locked many people. And God will have to take us to a place where we see things in their original context. You know the Bible says the foundation of the Lord stands strong. He said, having this seed. Now wait first, before you read on, what is a seed? A seal only exists in the original. You cannot make a duplicate copy of a seal that you see that you still be a seal. We are going to a place where only things only exist in the original form. You will not be able, have the capacity to duplicate it. You know, some people have collected some tapes and they are going to hear it and then they have been able to preach it. Wait. Wait. Uh, all trans will come directly from the belly of God. It will, it will transcend the mind. You know that kind of all trans that Paul and Barnabas had that made the, those guys said that the gods have come to us in the form of men. They were tapping into the very belly of a hot insight. That even worshippers of darkness looked upon them and said, These are the image. <laughs> the image of the gods have come to us. And they wanted to sacrifice. See, the people did not discern something that was wrong. Their discernment was not accurate. It's not that it was wrong. What came out of them was not of man. Alright? So it wasn't accurate though, but even though they saw it by divination, but it was not accurate, but it was not wrong. They gave utterance to the voice of God. And God is about to do that again. Where people that you don't consider to be in a certain age bracket, sufficient enough for them to carry the kind of things that you are hearing, and the kind of signs and wonders taking place, 
the kind of openings, entrance, the kind of penetration that they are having. It's because by the estimation of the sanctuary, the shekel, the sanctuary, they weigh 50 shekels. We must have a ministry system and structure and emphasis and focus that produce 50 shekel people. Because a one Moses, just one Moses, was what was sufficient to bring an entire nation out of country. We need men of ranking and stature. The day of, uh, we have 7,000 members. You are seeing from the wrong vista. Because when we now take those 7,000 members to make a bar, that's when they are the cumulative strength of that congregation is revealed and the corporate ranking of that of that congregation is also revealed thereby then you now discover that corporately that congregation cannot wield the key of the cannot wield can't wield the key of the the key that opened it and no man the key that shot it and no man that was the key they used in the Acts 13 when they brought Peter out of prison how many guards? How many chains? How many guests? He would have get given away. Because the key that was used, eh? it was a key that can only be used corporately. And you need to have ranking as a corporate entity to wield that power. If the people that even caused the trouble, when the effect of the trouble came, and a young lady went to open the door, saw Peter, he didn't believe. But so, it was not their faith, one case was their ranking. They didn't. Some of them didn't believe. It was a work, it was not a work of faith. It was a work of life. So we have a generation that is as vast as the sea without ranking. So okay, there is prayer! Prayer! After the whole prayer, you still see an Islamic man will carry a pen and write something in Senate. And it will bind all of us. I found out it was prayer without rank. <laughs> it was five seconds prayer. <laughs> so bad. Five seconds prayer. The food mm. was giving back. Prayer! You are a lad that can stand upon the one and command the heavens and receive the Lord. And insist that he will not rise until he sees the sign. The kind of power that he downloaded was so intense that when he fell on him and he decided that, okay, I don't want to be beaten by him, it was a decision. If not, so what? By the power of that hand, he ran ahead of a war horse. That was one man that had We are not scared of, of the congregation. We are not scared of the crowd. We know that in our time, the world will gather in the middle bed. We know. We will bring the world to be educated in the middle bed. Yes. We are sure of that. So it's not as if we are saying we are against crowd. But we are saying we are against crowd that doesn't have that. That crowd, in all is spiritual. When he wins his spiritual power, yes. it doesn't shift anything there. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Okay, sister, help us. Let's just glean through. 
he needs to go and speak over some nations for some things to change, for things, some things to work. Mm-hmm. Where has he been standing? Mm-hmm. I hope you know such a man doesn't need the congregation for him to behave. Mm-hmm. Just he may know standing somewhere can change something. That's my congregation. That's right. That's 50 seconds. That's what we are talking about. That's the full blown expression of the endowment of God in the life of a man. That's 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 the priestly realm. The lifting of, of, of his hands is equivalent to the evening sacrifice. So it's not everybody that fell to darkness. Some people have maintained their calling. Yes, some people we are proud of them. They are like ensigns. We look upon them and know that we are not going to get lost. Mm-hmm. We know there is no pathway. Mm-hmm. You know what? We have gotten so used to the five shekels. You know, the, the ushers wear a brazen tie, put on both tie and all of that. Blending, making the whole physical thing look. That's cool. We'll get into that. It's God's power. But John the Baptist did not, he, he was able to get into that that I mentioned. It was not relevant. He didn't have time. So he still went with his schedule. <laughs> he marched with his schedule. <laughs> and the kings of the land they were rebuked. Darkness was stopped. Think the voice of God went so loud that even though Herod hated him, in his heart, the Bible revealed he loved to hear him. Because when he hears politicians and the way they manipulate justice, judgment, and equity, he wanted to find the reference point and he will have to go back into prison to hear the red day. Right. Reference point for the prophet that was crying on a dungeon. You don't understand it. We can do without the blending, we can do without the colonist, but we cannot do without that revelation. But now we are planning to do ministry with all the aesthetics. Come in a kind of calm. Classic. When you come, don't smile too much. Don't extend the handshake too much. Just, hey. <laughs> <laughs> this thing was on the other time. I thought we had. I wish to go to some of the intercessors because we need to go to the high place. There are some places tongues will not take you. As much as tongues is very, very important. Hallelujah. There are some places tongues will not take you. I left that long ago. Hallelujah. Paul said he spoke in tongues more than all, all the members of the Corinthian church. Hmm? That was true. He knew the place of that. But he, he made us understand that when you are filled with Holy Ghost, when you are filled, there are a number of things that happen. You can speak with sound. You can speak with what? You can speak with what? A sound is a liturgy that is an expression of a conviction. Alright? So when you sing a sound, what is being expressed is a conviction. That conviction is contagious. It has the capacity to convict all others. To come into alignment with the same kind of commitment is contagious. It is a compendium of what? Of a conviction. Especially when you hear a man say, I will be a true soldier. I will die at my post. Then you that you are the new version of reality Christians. Uh, this hymn will never be sung here again. <laughs> why? Because why? when it went on, he judged you. 
<laughs> that's the reason why Psalms is a constant. Psalms, that hymns, constant. Sometimes go and read it and find out your level of compliance. Because some old sins break the power of their convictions into writings. Find out whether the quality of what you are doing now is still consistent. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? You cannot do without the spiritual song. You can't do without the hymn. Meanwhile, some were written when people have experiences. They were born out of experiences through the process of their perfection. Most of the things that David wrote, he wrote when running from Saul. There are some dimensions of the revelation of God that, we, that are maintenance rations. They are not, they are not with me. Mm. They are not there. The type that comes when you are under pressure. When your roommate in school is bent on making sure that your life is miserable, and the Holy Ghost is bringing an emphasis, impressing something upon your spirit, that even though you were doing karate before, you don't have to stab in the night. Huh? Is that way is no longer relevant now. Mm-hmm. And you're under pressure to revive the old man to speak for you. And the Holy Ghost is saying, if you go back to the old man, the old man's job will be extended by 14 years. Ah, the only way to survive that situation, you have to sing this hymn. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that can calm the workers of your soul and bring you back into alignment. Psalms were born out of prisons. They were born out of predicaments. They were born out of the passages of life when pressure is brought to be upon the man. That's the only thing that can quell the waters. Hallelujah. That's why new songs will have to come. Because the old songs that we sang is losing the power to interpret the movements of God in our spirit. Mm-hmm. New mysteries will have to come out. Hallelujah. Because the oh my 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 uh, the topography is gonna change, but listen to me, it's not it's not unfair this time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an area of men of covenant that are ranking before God. It's not about them, it's about God. It's not about what they get, it's about the glory of God. People that are as, as, as jealous about the name of God as tell you. That's the only way we can get this nation back from the hand of the Sworn to Christ. Sworn to Christ in the parliament. Sworn to Christ in the police force. Sworn to Christ in the military. Something that witchcraft cannot break. Something that the ancient source of the north cannot be seen. Listen to me. That's our calling as a generation. You can be hearing what we are saying today, and maybe it's sweet in your ears. We will test what you get in the next ten years. Mm-hmm. You know, time is a is a healer and a revealer. Mm-hmm. Mm. I pray that this your old graph of your life will not reveal a prodigal son. Because what was wrong about the prodigal son was not his ability to ask his faith, his knowledge of what he had. 
he was only in one woman, not many days hence. Mm. That was it. What made him? His commitment to his father was not was short lived. So time always reveals whose heart is structured in form of a photograph. And there are many like that. Are they, are they themselves as, as representatives of God? A pure breed. People that are proper, proper Israelites in whom there's no guy who have to reach, that have no ambition. So, other than to see the excellence of the glory of their God in manifestation. It doesn't matter who rides the, the biggest car. It doesn't matter who comes in the best suit. It's not about what they wear or what, how many degrees they have gathered. It's about how much they have been able to represent the glory of His Majesty. Our ranking and our rating will have to. Because we are doing a short of days. And we cannot fulfill our corporate destiny as a nation, as a church in a nation, in this nation, if we are babies. Because our destiny is apostolic in nature. We happen to be the apostolic place of Africa. Uh, if God wants to do anything in Africa, He has to come and look for a nursery here and plant it here. So that He can transport it and do transplanting subsequently. Now, the way we are, we cannot be babes and survive. Maybe Malawi, maybe there can be babes. Alright? Maybe in a chain of things, in a sequence of things, in a network of things, they don't have so much responsibility. Let's perform them as a nation, corporate, under God. But we, we cannot play that game for long. Some of the pressures we have suffered is not altogether, is, is not all, we are not altogether free. It's because of errors and some things, some seasons where being brought to a close, and we were not even ready to latch on to the new wave coming. So, shakings took place. Demons came. Principalities to freeze in into that gap, that silence, and their customers. But we thank God that He has brought us to a point where our hearts have become alive. But we are desiring the true things. Hallelujah. Now, we want to receive matching orders so that we can march from this camp and be decisive. Because the pressures will still be there. The issues will still be there. But you see, conviction can be stronger than external issues. We need the right conviction. We need the right imprint. This implant, an imprint must be strong enough to influence our philosophy. And this is that time that we will have to take our stand and to make the move. Because the Lord is hanging upon us. In this day, Father, and beyond. In this day, custodians of corridors and pathways and waters can be babes and shopping. In this day, it's not about how long. In these days, what do you weigh? What is your stand? Peter and John, we are going to the So a crippled man. They did not pray the normal prayer that Jesus taught them. The prayer point changed. Mm. They didn't lay hands and say, according to the words of Jesus, say we should lay hands on the sick. These guys prayed a prayer that has not been prayed before. In fact, Jesus didn't pray that prayer. They showed up and they said, Look at us! There's something we have. Our financial situation has not changed. But we have something with God. 
and from the strength of that which we have with God. Right? It was not. It was not the anointing that raised the man. It was their stature. Look on us. You hear a man like Elijah say, "As the Lord lived before whom I stand, as long as I'm still standing, this thing can work." He didn't come there. He was not speaking as a prophet. There was, there was no prediction. What he was saying there, he was speaking from the realm of stature. What he was, there were decrees that he gave. He was not predicting, but was issuing decrees by stature. His decrees had power and potency enough to rend the heavens and for drought to be aborted. Men like Daniel will come out of retirement and read a room on the wall. Where, where did he actually come from? What's the name of his mother? Hallelujah. That's why Elijah's parentage, his father's name was omitted. Because you cannot, if you trace him to his clan, eh, you will be in error as to the kind of man he has become. The Tishbite. The messenger. The Tishbite. The one that carries the message from the king. That was the only description that was attached to his identity. Those are 50 shekel people. Please, I hope you know. Kabal is glory in Hebrew. Doxa in Greek. I hope you know those two words, either in Hebrew or in Greek, are measurement words. For which, yes, they are for measurement, weights and balances. Glory is measured in weight. It's about weight. When we talk glory, be thinking weight. So we should be saying things like, how much, what is the weight of the glory that came? That is what happens when those days in our language, I don't want to speak. <laughs> 200 naira, was it, is it 200 naira? They call it a kuni. You know what? That is the weight that the sack has when you put 200 naira coins. Is in weights. It's in measures. But we have come to a time where the people of God have no weight. There's no glory. He covered. He means no weight. The weight has departed. Men of sufficient stature. That's why the question goes again and again. Are you the one who is to come? Should we expect that product? That question came out of despair. We have seen many men rise, but not many days hence. Before Jesus came, great men rose. Sharp man. Created food followership. Maybe built structures, built a name, became a global brand. But when he was cut off, he did not build with the tools of immortality. So time became his enemy. His glory faded with time. But Jesus came. They said, okay, let us do to him the way of the great man. And they did. And his faith became strong. The tools with which he built were not tools of time and space. He built with weight. And the more you strike it, 
the law it enlarges. The law it was fought with the very power of immortality. The more you strike it, the more the church grew in the midst of persecution. It defied all the laws of, of, of religious control, all the laws of. It was great at war. The devil seeks to strip us of that weight and to make us pass that talk. Now the angels have come that have secured the secrets of heaven and they seek to bring us into the high places of God. God will make you speak a language that you have never learned. He will make you know things that you were never taught. Because there is a release of the spirit of grace upon the body that will facilitate a hybrid maturity process also with persecution and troubles mingled together to bring out a man that will speak once and his voice will echo across the nations.
empowerment to enable us to mount up with wings like eagles. We have been on the ground for too long. Can we rise and just flow in the spirit? Okay, the hole is so small. If you feel more comfortable sitting down, no problem. But we will mount up with wings. What we seek are in the high places. We cannot mount until we wear the full armor.
I do the real weight of the works that we are building because right now there's so much going on around we are, we are a ministry country we are a church country Nigeria is recorded weighed to be the most religious country in the world it's not Saudi Arabia it's not Israel it's Nigeria I wonder what is the weight of the things that we are producing? How much does it measure on the scale of God? Does it tilt anything at all? Are we making a lot of sound that is not shifting the princes at all? The princes and the powers at all? Because we are numbering ourselves and we are weighing ourselves by this, the size of our congregations. The visibility of our success. The relevance of our platforms rather than the alignment we may have with thrones in heavenly places we may be doing we've been doing a lot of things 50 years the last 30 years seems to have been phenomenal in the country but has it has it really been we were apportioned i was in mccordy after one and a half years of chasing a release of heaven the one and a half years finished its exact day and timing in mccordy on the weekend of Passover and in contact in Makodi. And a young man, when we finished, came to me and said, the Lord said, he wrote in paper, the Lord said, 77 thrones have been apportioned to Nigeria. 77. He said, other nations in Africa, the Lord other nations in Africa, don't have the measure, the capacity to contain. So there are fewer thrones in those nations. But Nigeria has 77 that it must feel to be able to meet the requirement of the season. I wonder, are we, are we measuring ourselves by relevance or by the 
the degrees it takes to achieve the thrones that are available in the spiritual realm. Because all the sound and noise that we're making may not move anything in the natural. They won't scare the beasts that have been unleashed. They will not, they will not stop the wind, every wind of doctrine that is tearing beasts from the sea of humanity. They won't stop them. The thrones, the high thrones, the, a high throne from the beginning is the place of our sanctuary. We have to ascend the royal mandates, the royal authority that is coming out of heavenly places. And if what we are building doesn't measure, we should, we should throw it into the fire right now so that the weight of it will be added to us and be release us to go in further directions. Can we lift our hands and pray again? If what you are building is not amounting to the weight, it's not activating thrones, you need to, to burn it so that its net value, its net weight can be given to you and release you on a pathway on a journey, on the direction to the things that God wants to release. generals think. That's how princes think. They know that warfare, war is sacrifice. Everybody will sacrifice in a war. The only thing is that the wise general will plan the sacrifice into his strategy. The foolish one will wait for it to happen to him. I've had clear sense that strategic warfares were lost. For the basis of human relevance in recent times up until now we've had the wrong maps 
so that even if the foundation of the maps is wrong, the sincerity of the traveler is in vain. If the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? Wrong prophetic maps. Faulty apostolic decrees. Wrong measures of influence challenging masses of believers in wrong directions. Fighting decoy wars. Decoy battles. While the actual strategic things are gone. Almost uncontested at all. Leaving a few people to identify the things that actually matter. That actually the ancient landmarks. The pivotal points. The hinges on which the doors of history and eternity turn. Many who winked by emphasized doctrines and, 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 and denominational lines, territory and turf until we can no longer discern the true shape of the body. The true, the true pattern of spiritual movements. The prophetic language is scrambled by human and denominational lines such that by the time the sound of the trumpet is blown, it is not making a coherent sound as to create the required order that resonance produces in the armies of God. Disarray before the battle actually started. Wrong targets of war. Lift your hands, pray again. Say, Lord, we ask for alignment. Alignment. You ask for alignment. Listen to me. There are some words that are not given to the non to the to the non-aligned. Why will wisdom be given to the foolish man, seeing he has no heart for it? your life building building something only to find out at the end that it was irrelevant no record in heaven no alignment with any pattern coming out of there disjointed from the original foundations that were laid no wonder Oh man, just see that we might live by your decree. Establish righteousness in us that we might live victorious. Oh, we desire, we desire, oh, majesty, that we might live by your decree. Establish righteousness in us that we might be 
I don't believe. I don't feel we've received everything that God gave the man of God, the apostle, to bring to us. Clearly, that star that came into this place, I saw the angelic prince, he saw the star. Clearly, counsel is still coming. The just weight and balances for accurate measures are still being given. I want to bring back the man of God to continue. But before I do so, I want to bring Daps, my friend, upward. To release something, incense. To open the gates of this city to another level. Do your best to make yourself comfortable where you are. Because this man that God has sent is not easily come this way. So that we can open our gates, declare this, this city open, this our lives open for the ark of the covenant to remain. The measures of the weight of the kingdom to continually flow through our gates night and day. So that the kingdom will be established in our midst. When Daps is true, we'll arrange our own position, the man of God, to continue. I'll sing in the spirit. Oh, 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 oh,
that the word of the Lord has opened. He called for the elders to sing to the well and to dig it. Sing to the well, oh my soul. Sing to the ancient well. From the rising part of Noah, no The book of the world of the Lord.
his own, the ancient world, the Romans, as they moved this battle array and moved through the region, conquering the giants, Og and his princes and his descendants, bringing down the cities according to the well that was dug in the song of the Lord with the rod of the elder, that the book of the wars of the Lord might be reopened. And the territories that remain unconquered become day of fulfillment of promise. It's the day of the fulfillment of prophecy. December 22, of the Spirit of God said to me, your prophetic transitions into, into things are finished. You are entering into apostolic fulfillment. I release unto you the ambassadorial dimension of the kingdom. The gates of the city are open. The ancient wells are returned. 2007, I stood in John, never knowing I would return to this city. I saw a man looking at a well and weeping. And he said, Who will redeem my well? And I looked at the man and recognized him as an old prophet that had stood in this territory. The ancient wells for the war of God that we finished in the end are opened by the rod of the song of those who are brought of the
because we are critiquing the ancient world. We are going to give Apostle, <laughs> hey, the chapter of judgment is released. Hey, the chapter of judgment is released. Hey, my Mm. I would have to come into it in this forum in 
another purpose to be set on his hand footing to fight the warfare that swallowed up that box and to win it. When truths become bakery, the believers that lack understanding will laugh. But it's a species of setback. Wilderness journeys and tributes until strange men from different places. That's the reason why they are, there's the importation of military, NATO server territories, to cause some altars. This is a strategic moment, and we are actually have the advantage, but we need to take advantage of the world and to stop it. The testimony, the utterance that is coming from that world has ceased. God is using this forum in the morning session to unstop that utterance, and it's going to come in the form of a prophetic release. When you hear the sound, for those that are alive in spirit, you know that this is the sound. This is his cause. This is the business. I saw that because of the bloodshed that has come into the territory, some portals that it is their season to be opened, some gate that is now time to be opened. The devil is using his list of accusation to hold down those men. And I'm seeing that there's a need to set up a peace There's a peace that God is setting up in eternity that will move some strategic people to some points in the land to do some prayers that will stop the utterances of the blood and have those gates open. We do not interpret the seasons and times by observing the movements of Satan. So there can be warfare in the land, riot, killing. But that's not how we interpret it. We can only interpret it from right. The active reason behind some world, some events, only holds a true perspective in time. We must also know that when the pure ministry of the psalmist rises, it means a new era has begun. Mm. Because God will first sing before he will perform. <laughs> and so while you were singing, that was what God was telling you. But a new era has come because the spirit of the psalmist is given. The spirit of the psalmist will open the door to the, to the ministry of the interpreter. You know, all we have known, we have stopped in the Bible, prophet, apostle, teacher, pastor, evangelist, there are more offices than that. Mm-hmm. And the Spirit of God, it is His good will and His good pleasure to shape offices as such strange offices that can be a combination of two, three, four, five of these. In order to create a function that will place demand on a particular power that was factored into the foundation of the spiritual territory to invoke those powers to become functional. So new offices have been shaped by Holy Spirit. In 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 response to um the wells that Apostle is talking about, you know, yesterday we were talking about our coming to Joss being by 
specific instruction to go and pick up deposits and to redig wells that were stopped. Actually, I the first time we came in November, that time we came together, I knew we entered just because we 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 entered a realm when we reached Bukuru here. It was like we entered into a cloud and I looked up and saw Paul King the overhead bridge. And it it's 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 it, it took several months, but we kept digging and researching until we found out that there was a whole story about that bridge connecting Paul Gindiri, the first um, um, uh, democratic governor in the state, Joshua Dariye, and that bridge. Because the governor, the ex-governor, then a worker was almost killed at that spot. Getting to the hospital, he found aging Paul Gindiri on admission, who after he left there, sent, saw a vision of that man you saw in the hospital becoming governor and sent his partner, who was my food, person I met that gave me the story. His own father was sent to deliver that message. And as you were speaking, the, the prophetic office is in Joss. The prophetic well itself is what needs to be unstopped in just connecting the prophetic with the song of the first time anointed gospel music came across nigeria it came from a prophetic well i wasn't living in lagos but we heard the songs we, knew, we used to go to church we were in Equa, we saw the other churches we heard their tapes but in the 80s something came from this way nobody even thought it came from this way we just knew it was nigerian it was gospel it was not maranatha but it was original to this territory. And it came from a, 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 a prophetic well. And so you, 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 when you connected the song, the ministry of the new the psalmist, if pure psalmist, and the well, the, the release of prophetic trance, that is exactly, you have just captured it all for us. We now found out that every major prophetic voice that rose out of this country at one time or the other stood in just. Whether it was Emmanuel Kure, we heard he started from here. Whether it was Paul Gindi, whether it was Philip Mokunga, that they all lived in this place. And we even heard some of them were commanded to return here at some point in time. And really, those ancient heritages, those deep wells, are the source of the prophetic in this nation. We found out in the last camp that missionaries in Europe, especially Britain, had visions of Islamic advance down from the Sahara through the West African region down to the coast and were told that they had to move and plant people here to stop that advance. We found out that those were some of the reasons, the spiritual foundations from which God drew the reality and the existence of Nigeria as a nation. And so when you mention a prophetic well, a prophetic realm, I, I, I began to understand that it is more like the prophetic well. The prophetic well sent to address this nation and sent to um, reveal the script, the original script from which the spiritual understanding of 
the walls of God, the book of the walls of God over the nation are being referenced. Because look, the missionaries, the visions they had was to stop and advance from North Africa. What is the major, the, the, the reference point of God causing a leader to rise and to fall in this country? The one who emphasizes the Islamic advance, God will set his hand against him. The one who will checkmate it and rearrange it, God will bring him to power. If you want to understand the greed of reference by which God is dealing with the thrones of power, you look at the reasons why the missionaries came here. And established that is the foundation. The other places may be political centers, but this is the spiritual epicenter. This is where they lived, this is where they grew up, this is where they died. Their graves. We found out that that missionary grave, that mysterious fire in the 80s that was consuming the houses of Muslims and sparing the houses of Christians. Consuming, it was in Gongola in those days. We watched it on TV in Lagos. We didn't know where it came from. We found out that it was the grave of missionaries in that area that was moved. That the Islamic people were going there to desecrate graves. And they told, a man of God came and warned them, don't touch that particular grave. It was a white missionary's grave. When they moved that grave, strange fires started. And it was a selective fire because when the Muslims saw that it was attacking houses that only belonged to Muslims on the street, omitting that of Christians, they brought all their goods into the Christian. The fire will enter the house and consume one and leave that of the Christians. We found out that it was Paul Gindiri and this, my friend's father, that went to Gongola to pray. That stopped that. You, you see, so the, 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 the frames of reference for the wars of the Lord, for the original things that God set up to direct this nation into his plans, were what those missionaries saw before there was ever in Nigeria. And we are told that they had to move to Nigeria, to the West African, but they can't. Some of them went to the coast. They were told, don't stop here. Move to the middle. Move upwards. Mm. And they kept moving upwards until they get here. Some of them were in Sudan, Sudan inland mission. Yeah. And they were told to move this way and come and headquarter. So, you know, we are beginning to see that what, what Apostle is referring to is not just a well. It is the well. The primary well which is what would make it the grid of reference from which the other people will draw their lines of power. From, 70s, from the 60s to the 70s, when you see rise and fall of, of leaders in this country, look very well. It is tied to that particular war that the missionaries were told that unless they come here and plant missions, then the indigenes will rise up and take up that original mantle, that original cause to stop that advance, that if they don't do it, that nothing will happen. The, the whole territory will be overrun. This is hundreds of years later. Many generations later. We find that the same war is still going on. The original, the thing is now that we, we, we had anointings, we had callings, we had giftings. But the original giftings that were given were for that purpose. And when we operate and prosecute and carry out carry those anointings without reference... To the place where things are coming from we won't know the original plan we don't know the original war we don't know what the original outcome was supposed to be this is an added information too i just learned recently that the party the political party that chose sardona the first prime minister was from here in joss 
you can you can begin to see where the things that enthrone the national powers spiritually for godly for god's own agenda are rooted to this particular place and so you you also find out that we, it has been recorded sudden spontaneous outpourings of the prophetic happened in Joss from the 80s 70s into the 80s people broke out people who were not school who were not you know, literate people who didn't know any you know western education theological education and they would break out and there were spontaneous movements of god that just went on and the prophetic was prominent here when paul gindiri gave that word to joshua Jerry, he laughed because he didn't even believe he didn't have any ambition and it was during the era of abacha where who was going to be positioned for Plato State was already chosen. And then, a while later, the man on the road to Bauchi died in an accident. And then Abacha himself died. And then the nation changed. And then elections came and Jariye came to power. And built that bridge at Bukuru as a symbol of a place where he was supposed to die. But where the word of the Lord brought him back and set him upon the high thrones. Those, that stream, you see, Paul Gendiri, Philip Mokunga, they were not men who, who just had ministries. They sat about wells that spoke nationally. It was under Philip Mokunga that Panampesi Paul sang those songs in the 80s that broke every barrier and went to every corner of the body of Christ in this nation and beyond. You still have your ministries, but it's the well opened. I was standing here in 2007 and I saw Philip Makunga standing by a well looking at it and wondering, morning, who will redeem my well? It is the well of the prophetic sound, the original signals of God set upon a beacon called Joss, a high point, a high place called Joss to transmit signals throughout the nation. And throughout the earth. I, be, I began to see and consider how that word spoken in this place. You know, the, the, the thing that Paul Gindiri, Paul Gindiri was a Muslim that the Lord Jesus appeared to. The thing that he took as his life's work to confront was the advance of Islam. Hundreds of years before that time, the same that was the exact vision the missionaries saw. That were, they were told to come here and plant to stop the advance. And a man who was a Muslim, suddenly that spirit sent to this territory entered into him. And he made it his life's work to confront everything that they ever attempted to do to cover Joss with their jihad. You see, it is not against it is not against human beings, it is against spirits mm. that are determined to overrun us. That well, the original well, is left with those witnesses, if we touch their witnesses, we will tap into the original power. The thrones that have the authority to regulate the territory and the nation will be made accessible unto us. That's what I found out. Every time I pass by that bridge, I would I would enter into a cloud and start seeing seeing beings. I can only describe them as cherubs. They will approach me sometimes from the corner, sometimes from across the street, and then they will begin to speak. And begin to tell you different kinds of things and begin to give you an impartation. Hallelujah. 
I believe that you know I, the first thing I, I was made conscious first of that pillar that altar because that is the reference point it is the witness of the spirit of the just men made perfect the wells that they dug in the past waiting for a new generation to inherit and continue to that is the core issue of this season and when I contacted I met Dabs he had been singing a strange song the rise of young ancients, young ancients, young ancients arising. The song struck a chord, but we had no interpretation in this realm. It always strikes a chord, but it had no meaning. Then I realized that we were not using our spiritual senses to discern. And I said, what is a new generation inheriting the works and the heritage, the cloud of witnesses transferring their mantle? Is it not the young becoming the ancients? And then immediately the meaning of the song came, young ancients, the ancients. And we checked throughout the body of Christ, throughout the body of Christ in this nation, people are seeing old men in their dreams. They are seeing great men who have passed in their dreams. Seeing Idahosa in their dreams. Seeing Melchizedek in their dreams. Seeing Paul Gindiri. One lady who, has not, who doesn't even know Paul Gindiri, she, she came here from Makodi and kept hearing Paul Gindiri. Paul Gindiri. She told her brother who stays here. She was hearing Paul Gindri. I said, who is Paul Gindri? She couldn't even pronounce the name very well. Because the witness is palpable in the air for anybody who cares to listen. <laughs> it's just that we've not been trained to discern. And that is how we become young ancients, by stepping into the things that the original fathers stood into, they stood on. The things that they built and then continuing from there. So that the cycle of witness the fullness of the revelation of God can be completed from Abraham to Isaac and then to Jacob who became a nation. Hallelujah. We, we, like Apostle said, since we, we, since we came into the understanding, we found out that we were, we were not standing on our own function. We couldn't continue our ministry. We stepped into things that were not our own. Jesus said you have entered into other men's labors. You are reaping, you've been called to reap where you did not sow. This is where we now stand, Apostles. Territorially, Plateau State, just in particular, is the home of the wells. Local is the home of the truth. And that's why, until the principality that operated at the confluence was displaced, there is no righteous ruler that can sit upon the throne of Nigeria. Benway is the home of the voice. There's a cry that should come out of Benue in intercession that will fortify the wells of Plateau. Mm -hmm. And that's why these territories are joined and connected. But there's an inheritance that we need to receive right now. Hallelujah. Amen. I say hallelujah. Amen. And that was the reason why in your movement you had to pass through Lokoja, all those you were the one that was giving the ministry of the ambassador to do the secretary. <laughs> but that secretary was not canal. It was in keeping with the footpath, the footprints of the ancients. It was the Exodus movement. That was what it was. So that the cycles and the measures can be established. The boundaries and the borders can be known. And then the places where the ensigns and the flags will be hosted can be identified. Nice. We are going to pray. We are going to pray because something was going on. 
something was really going on while they were ministering. Because the rise of a psalmist, you know, just like I said, we need more offices, more than the fundamental fivefold to step into these things. And so among the fivefold, God begins to give room for shaping and specialization to shape some offices on top of some offices. Now, so the ministry of the psalmist is actually a projection of the prophetic. Mm. Now, that voice, that voice gives birth to a lot of things. And when the psalmist arises, it's an indication that a new era, a new language, a new tribe has been forged. <laughs> you can tell the spiritual story of Nigeria if we follow all the follow the track of all the anointed psalmists that ever rose. Mm. Their time, their seasons, their boundaries, and their measures. Mm. But that's not where we are. The background, the background information is so that we can understand that this map is actually accurate. The radar is leading us into a definite reality. Hallelujah. It's very easy for a psalmist to lose his throne. Very easy. And if a psalmist loses his throne, it's an indication of the fact that there's a potter that has been shot. Psalmist, because it's Judah that leads the army, that stands first. So it's Judah. So it's the spirit of the psalmist that will show us the indicators. Yes. Yes. It's Judah. He's the one that leads it. The rise, that's why I've been looking for you. Mm. I'm telling you. Why is it that they are always coming from just? What is the what is the matter? <laughs> <laughs> you see, if you can't change everything. <laughs> you know, they say if you have faith as a mustard seed, you say unto this mountain be that removed. It's not every mountain that moves. The mountains that surround Jerusalem, they don't move. They are reference points. They are ensigns. They don't move. Mm. The reason why God allows the ancient landmarks is so that we can trace we, it, the heritage of God can be traceable. The days of the ancient wells are back. The cycle has been completed. That's why young elders must take inheritance from the ancestors and march on to bring their works to a higher level of excellence, to bring their prayers their bodies to fulfillment to translate things that were riddles and parables and to bring speak them in simple plain language so that the house of god can be strengthened by wisdom and understanding to 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 dig into things that were hitherto concealed buried and to bring them back to limelight so that the limitations that have become our portion my reason of lack of insight and foresight god can wash our eyes with eyes out then we'll see again. Now we are going to pray. And we are using just as a point of contact. I have a strong witness in my spirit that you may still need to visit that place again. That reference point. That place you're talking about. Because I could see that there was a physical location that was visited. And some demands were made and heaven responded. Mm -hmm. Physical location that was visited. Hallelujah. Even though, when God begins to do spiritual things, there are sometimes, most of the time, He allows for an ensign. 
He allows a, a stone oil to be put upon a stone as a reference. He instructs that stones be gathered from the belly of the river as a sign that they are passed on dry ground. So that if you are looking for the road map, you will not avoid the river thinking you are looking for another the, the road is inside that river. And these stones that are here are actually witnesses that there was a time that the belly of the river was naked. God doesn't cover all the tracks so that it's easy to find. And when we begin to hear the aroma of an ancient brew, it means that the, 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 the ancient people that understand the, the recipe for making the old wine, not all of them died. Hallelujah. Amen. What is coming on most of us is not your age. So you cannot propel it by your ambition. You can only propel it by alignment. Because the ancient spirit of God is going to be the one to administer it within you before it manifests it through you. We are going to pray as God will help us to reach back. And that way will be done. There's an utterance that will come. If somebody will prophesy in this somewhere among us. A prophecy will come forth by the hand of God. And men that are alive in the spirit will understand what it signifies. Sometimes prophecies that come forth is not about what the people said, but what was signified by that which was said. Because when the angel came in the book of Revelation to give John understanding, the Bible did not reveal to us that the angel was speaking. The angel used sign language. Because the Bible says he, he came and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. It was signification. He used sign language. Who bore witness of the, the word of God of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all the things that he saw. God is going to signify his will amidst us. And that's why we need to grow more deeply, more terribly, in the grace and the spirit of discernment. Hallelujah. Because there are many things that are not based on your time bracket. They happened in 1814. Communication in that time was different. If you are going to use the biology you studied in Union Greek, <laughs> To interpret it, you will have problems. There will be a gap in your understanding. And God will have to quicken quicken some things by which we can receive interpretation. Hence, the ministry of the interpreter. Ministries that fill the dotted lines. Ministries that cross the T's and dot the I's. Mm. Yes. People that have visual experiences of realities and they can come and tell the story that was what job did not have that made him to blaspheme he did not have the visual experience of the background events that took place that led to the situations that he was passing through he was trying to interpret it with experience interpret it as an as a cardinal as an elder and his experience was too weak because the work, the things at work were ancient. And the wisdom at work was the wisdom of thrones. We are going to ask God to help us. To take us beyond the knowledge we have acquired. Through space and time. Through college and university. That God will begin to interpret things to us. By his spirit. If Job had an interpreter. That would have given him hindsight. He, he would have been balanced. There is always a gap. There is always a tendency of error 
if the ministry of the intercession of the interpreter is not present, a prophecy will break out in our midst. It will signify access to the heritage that have been lying following the territory. And I trust that God will help us in the name of Jesus Christ. You see, there are some cities that have merged in the purposes of God. Some cities have merged. I speak in parables. There are some cities that are prophetically dependent on each other. Mm. The church in these cities too will have to realize it eventually. So that operations can take place. You know the book of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You know, it's an array. It's an expression, an exposition. First of all, it began with gifts. Then it went on to show ministries. Then it went on to show operations. Alright? Are you with me? Oh, yes. Now, we have seen gifts. We have also seen ministries. But it's time that we see operations. Mm. If deeper life were to partner with other ministries, mm. the excess would not have come. If Christ's embassy were to partner with other ministries, the excess would not have come. If Mountain of Fire were to partner with other ministries, the excess would not have come. If, if, if we are operating operations, if we are functioning in operations, then territorial joinings and alignments are important. Because the package of God for that particular territory is connected to the territorial joinings and barbs being planted by God in Joss will have a measure. Those guys operating from local will have a measure. The guys operating from Brinway will have a measure. I mean people that are aligned and accurate. And these guys will have to share platforms and share pulpits and do all kinds of campaigns and meetings and learn from each other yes. so that the other part of the puzzle we can receive it. Mm. That's the only way balance is upheld in the body of Christ. Yes. Even though Paul was not so like, they could not cast him away. Mm. He heard the engine room of revelation mm. and light. Mm. The days of one strong, of strong men are over. Mm. We have now come to a point of partnership mm. and community. And the strength of one man's strength is a problem to that existence. Mm -hmm. The sin against that union itself. Mm -hmm. And every man will have to understand his measure, his boundary, and know when to sit down, shut up, when to receive and be imparted. Because young ancients, we need to be wiser, mm -hmm. <laughs> wiser than the old, yes, to understand that God will never give you the whole package. Mm. And if you are not if you are not submissive and humble enough to discern his body, you commit shipwreck of things. Mm. So much has been placed upon our shoulders, and we are going to pray in a moment of time. Hallelujah! Amen. I say Hallelujah! Amen. So it's not about hey, there is a great evangelist, because if the evangelist finishes and he goes, some some other people will have to consolidate on the things that have happened. Mm -hmm. If you have not seen that, you will hold mighty crusades that we cannot trace after two weeks. The days of strong men are over. And right now, we are looking for men that are in alignment and in partnership by the Spirit of God. Territories will begin to speak. Words from different regions will begin to alter their voices. Fires will begin to mix in all their bright colors. A time will come where the devil will, in fact, uh, you know he's localized. You know he's he operates with the wisdom he has gathered by experience. He studies patterns. But that which never began cannot be studied. Mm -hmm. 
it must be revealed. And if he doesn't have the ability to access revelation, then his undoing has made him backward, has made him an old engine. Because new models have come. We are trusting God to take advantage of the power of inheritance and to access the things that God has planted on ground. We are going to pray right now. We are going to pray. Some, sometimes you might have a particular weakness in your spiritual life. And you are seeking um, grace. Grace to overcome it. Until the day God opens your eyes sometimes. Then you come to realize that that weakness is traceable to something that is missing in the region. You see, we are so self-centered, so localized, so narrow, that you interpret everything from, by your, your, back, your backyard door, your front door, your vehicle, and your degree. <laughs> oh! When that gospel made us that creature of self, the crown fell from our head. There are several people whose health condition is tied to the corporate well-being of a particular center. If the center loses God, those people will be sick. I know you don't. I know you believe it's outrageous. If that center holds God and his purposes, those people will become, I mean, physical health. Men like Kenneth Hagin, they studied those things and they saw it was so. That there are some people's personal problem that is actually a reflection of a corporate reality. There are some platforms that actually hold the temperature of the region. If those platforms go down, that region will enter into darkness. So when a psalmist begins to cry, it means there is a throne in sight. When David was crying in the wilderness, it was because there was a throne in sight. There's a throne in sight as he cries. As he cries. I speak in parables. There was a psalmist that began to sing spiritual songs. After a while, the tempo, the frequency dropped, the quality dropped. That's what principalities and powers do. They blind our eyes. Our scale of measurement changes, our perspective changes. Our concept of success changes. But what gave birth to that influence? If you trace it, it was purely spiritual. Physical things happen when spiritual things are established. But the day you lose touch with this, you are trying to protect this physical thing because that what you believe gives you relevance. You have been blinded by, by a principality. We are going to pray. For all young ancients that God is beginning to raise, let the error of idolatry not be set into their path. That the eyes of our understanding will be so enlightened to identify darkness when it comes to trade with our soul. Can we pray? Can we pray? Can we pray? So that we will not start building in the spirit and end up in the flesh. So that we will not become victims of witchcraft. Sai la mama. Ecco posa capata bala. 